Good morning. It's Monday, February 5th. I'm Beth Golay, and this is Wichita's Early Edition from KMUW News. Nationwide, the number of independent pharmacies has remained relatively steady since the year 2000. But that's not the case in Kansas. We were barely getting by, and we weren't even taking a salary out of the store. What's ailing local pharmacies? After the news. The federal government has awarded Wichita $3 million for homeless assistance programs, a 7% increase from last year's grant. KMUW's Celia Hack has more. The annual competitive award provides funding to nonprofits who work with people experiencing homelessness. In Wichita, that includes Catholic Charities, Humankind Ministries, and the Salvation Army. The money can be used for services like rental assistance, case management, and affordable rental units for people moving out of homelessness. It can't be used for emergency shelters. Brian Hanshi is with the Department of Housing and Urban Development, which awarded the money. He says several factors determined why Wichita got more funding this year, including its past performance. Wichita is, is doing things to show that it's investing and trying to expand its permanent supported housing and so we're reinvesting in states where things are working. Increasing need also contributed. Homelessness in Wichita grew about 2% from 2022 to 2023. For KMUW News, I'm Celia Hack. Kansans will soon be able to provide input on a new statewide needs assessment about substance use disorders. Here's KMUW's Kylie Cameron with more. The Sunflower Foundation and the University of Kansas Center for Public Partnerships and Research are preparing to launch their year-long assessment. Feedback will help guide the board that distributes the state's opioid settlement funds. Alyssa Neva is with the Sunflower Foundation. She says the groups will host in-person events and several webinars to gather feedback. If right now we can start looking at the system differently and maybe if investments are made in certain areas, 10 years from now, how different could it be in in a positive way? The state board has already distributed about $10 million in opioid settlement funds. Providers can go to unitedtotransform.com to learn more about the survey. For KMUW News, I'm Kylie Cameron. Kansas lawmakers are considering a bill that would more explicitly prohibit the use of ranked choice voting in elections. Here's Daniel Cottle of the Kansas News Service. Ranked choice voting lets voters select multiple candidates in order of preference. Proponents of ranked choice say it gives voters options and prevents third-party and independent candidates from spoiling elections. Critics say the system can confuse voters who are accustomed to how elections have always worked in Kansas. The system is already prohibited under Kansas law, but the bill seems to be aimed at reinforcing the ban, especially at the local level. Alaska, Maine, and about 50 cities in the U.S. use ranked choice voting. For the Kansas News Service, I'm Daniel Cottle at the State House. The Wichita City Council will consider a site for a new fire station in southwest Wichita during tomorrow's meeting. The city is looking at purchasing land near Pawnee and Mays for the station. The city's capital improvement plan has funding for at least nine new fire stations over the next 10 years. City reports have highlighted the need for stations in growing parts of Wichita, including the southwest area. If the council approves, the city will pay nearly $500,000 for the land. Wichita State University's College of Engineering will host its annual Introduce a Girl to Engineering Day this month. The national event, known as Girl Day, empowers more young women to work in STEM fields. As of 2019, only 15% of engineers were women. 
Girl Day at WSU will be February 22nd in the Radigan Student Center. Women can meet professional mentors at the event, listen to keynote speakers, and participate in hands-on science, technology, engineering, and math activities. There will also be an industry fair with companies involved in STEM fields. We'll be back after this. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. This is Wichita's Early Edition. I'm Beth Golay. Nationwide, the number of independent pharmacies has remained relatively steady since the year 2000. In Kansas, though, some local pharmacy owners are closing their doors, and others say they're fighting to stay open. Here's KMUW's Celia Hack with more. Behind the register at Dam Pharmacy in Derby, Kat Wash is cutting pills in half for a patient. We usually just try to make sure it's as even as possible so that way they're getting equal dosages each time they take it. Jonathan Hansen is the pharmacy's operations manager. He says top-tier customer service is a central tenet of the locally owned business. It's a lot more um, patient-centered, patient-focused, I would say. Part of that is really making an effort to memorize faces and names. You know, when our patients come in, a lot of the times we have their meds pulled without having to ask them who they are. Dam Pharmacies is owned by Darren Price, who lives in Winfield. He owns seven pharmacies in Sedgwick, Butler, and Cowley Counties. Price says independent pharmacies like his focus on what's best for customers instead of stockholders. But he says the business increasingly struggles to turn a profit, and he names low reimbursement rates as the culprit. Price's pharmacies typically buy medication in bulk to then sell to customers, who usually use their insurance to pay for the drug. But Price says often his business isn't fully reimbursed for the cost of the drug by pharmacy benefit managers. These companies help manage prescription drug benefits on behalf of health insurers. The reimbursement for most medications is very unfair at this point. So 90% of the time we're underpaid on prescriptions. Tessa Schnelli is the president of the Kansas Pharmacists Association's board. She's also researching pharmacy closures throughout Kansas for a graduate thesis. Schnelli says there's been an uptick in pharmacy closures in Kansas in recent years. And she says insufficient reimbursement rates are the number one reason stores are closing. National statistics show that rural pharmacies are particularly at risk. The number of independently owned pharmacies in rural areas in the U.S. declined from 2003 to 2021. That's contributed to counties across the state where residents have to drive 15 minutes or more to access a drugstore. Here's Schnelli. What happens when I can't drive to go get my medications? Now I'm not taking my medications. Lynn Schaefer had to close his independent rural pharmacy about 40 minutes south of Wichita last fall. Schaefer named similar frustrations with reimbursement rates as the reason he couldn't keep Wellington Health Mart open. In 2022, he and the other top pharmacist at the store had to stop taking a salary. There was no not enough profit to do that. We were barely getting by, and we weren't even taking a salary out of the store. To survive, Price at Dam Pharmacies says his stores have had to expand their services. No longer do his pharmacies just fill prescriptions. Now they also sell medical equipment, give vaccines, and compound drugs, which is where the store makes individualized medications. Pharmacies should be able to be in business by just dispensing medication. 
but if you're if you're a pharmacy and that's all you do today you won't stay in business which is which is a sad state of affairs thanks for joining us for wichita's early edition we'll be back again tomorrow for kmuw news i'm beth golay Wichita's Early Edition is part of the NPR Podcast Network. You never know where we might roam on the range, or what engaging person we might have a conversation with, or what topic you might find interesting, even if you didn't know you were interested in it. Listen to The Range each Friday from KMUW, part of the NPR Network.